Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello and welcome to the Champions of Happy podcast, the podcast where I talk to my friends about what makes them happy, what makes them smile, and what brings them joy. On this week's episode, I'm talking to my friend Reg. We talk about his love of all things geeky, all things superheroes, his past experience working in the toy industry, uh, how he's about to join the police, and how he's met a girlfriend over lockdown. We're going to jump straight into the episode now, but if you are enjoying the podcast, please go to iTunes and give us a five-star rating, and a nice comment just saying what you like about the podcast. That way, more people can hear about it and find out about the podcast and join in with the Champions of Happy. Anyway, that's enough from me. Here's this week's episode. Enjoy. Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Reg. Hello, 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 everyone. Hi, nice how are you? you? Yeah, not too bad. It's not too bad. Nice Saturday, sunny day. Well, I say sunny, it's a bit rainy as well. But... A bit grey, yeah. <laughs> so, um, I always, always ask my guests to introduce themselves. Um, so, if you wouldn't mind, please introduce yourself. Yeah. Hi, my name's Reg. I am 33 years old and I am a professed, I would say, uh, geek and television enthusiast. Um, I can't think of anything else there, Jay, to say. I'm, uh, that's, yeah, I'm that's totally cool. a geek. <laughs> so obviously we knew each other because our mutual friend Ben, who um, yeah. hosts the podcast Once Upon a Scream. Now, they just had their 100th birthday. That's oh, a 100th birthday, 100th episode celebration, and I put together a very quick video of some of their fans and listeners uh, to say thank you for all the content. And you were fantastic enough to really go for it, and you bought a full-on Spider-Man morph suit. Um, how, why do you have a morph suit of Spider-Man? Uh, I don't know why, but I think um, it actually travels back to, my, I think it was with Ben, actually, it was our 25th, my 25th birthday. And along with um, our friends from university, which we call the Scooby Gang, we actually, um, for my 25th, we dressed up as superheroes and went out in a, a night out and stuff. And I've always had this affiliation to be like uh, Peter Parker from Spider-Man and be Spider-Man. So I think I dressed up as Spider-Man, uh, Ben dressed up as Thor. And um, I've always had that suit. And then since then, I've kind of been like, any opportunity I can bring it out, I will. Um, so during lockdown, and we were doing the amazing um, clap for the care for the NHS and their, all the key workers, I, uh, I went outside in, with the Spider-Man suit, um, tried to do it uh, as many times as I can, get, get it as much use as out, out of it. Also, just kind of nice to, to wear. It just shows off kind of like unique, my uniqueness, but also my geekiness into the world of comic books. Nice. Well, you wear it well. I used to have one, um, but it, the, the packaging said one size fits all. As a six foot three man, I can guarantee you it doesn't. 
Um, no, yeah, yeah, that one I, I've got as well does not fit me all. It uh, doesn't make me look great in certain areas of my body. Um, <laughs> anything to get a laugh out of people, I'll do it. Very good. So, um, a little, I know, I, I, we don't, I don't think we've actually met in real life. I don't, yeah, I was thinking this, and I, I think I have come to the uh, uh, London Gay Men Chorus's uh, gigs. I um, mm. think you were part of it, but uh, I don't think we've ever spoken in real life. I think we've seen oh. each other on Instagram, and I know that you're a professed geek as well. Um, I say geek. Yeah. <laughs> but um you're into like popular culture and comic books and stuff and i remember saying to ben like oh you got a friend called jay and i think he's into like comic books and stuff and like he always spoke really highly of you and i think yeah from there i was just like everything bad don't worry <laughs> i pay him enough money so it's fine <laughs> um, so i know because you were on their podcast uh, for an episode we're talking about the avengers movie yes. are you more because i know you're a like comic books and such are you more Hmm. marvel or do you branch out into the other worlds of comics i mean i'll be honest i'm probably in the areas of dc and marvel but it's hard like when when i always get asked this question like which one is it marvel and dc i think at the moment i would say it's probably marvel when i look at all my graphic novels marvel kind of stands out but there are elements in the dc world where it's like um, I mean, especially like I think everybody knows of the uh, like how great the character of Batman is, and like some of the comics and graphic novels of Batman, and some like some of them are like of those are some of my favourites. And I think that it's not a relatable character, but it's a character that kind of like a lot of people can um, sympathise with and get with. Um, but I'd say it's a hard one really because I'm basically on the on this level where I probably Marvel kind of edges it but mm-hmm. there's always one in the DC comics that uh, really comes out and it's like oh, that's an amazing story that's brilliant kind of thing I wish because I, I am I am team Marvel um I wish hmm. I feel like Mar- DC do great animation shorts and great yeah. animation films and I wish Marvel would do more of that style of I think that's what they're going to do with the, the, the X-Men now Marvel own it again well yeah, Marvel and yeah. Uh, they, now yeah. I'm now on it. I I think the step for them is instead of doing films, is to go down the DC animation route with the X Men because they are going to do a. They're bringing back. It's either going to be a reboot or a copy or something new, but something along the lines of the '90s animated cartoon. The old school kind of '90s, which mm. that that cartoon is really worldly renowned as like one of the best uh, animated cartoons out there. You got the the animated Spider Man cartoon, the X Men one. Uh, mm. I grew up actually watching uh, Batman the animated series, and I was just religiously into that. Um, and I think it was quite good around that time because you had Batman the animated series, which was quite dark and always was an episode. Every episode was brilliant, and the X Men cartoons was so great because they were so true to the comics they kept with the um you know the how do you, like the costumes and everything with that but then spider-man's ones are really good and i kind of hope they do the same as well with with um the marvel ones but i do know what you mean about like because over the last couple of years it's really weird everyone watches the marvel um live action films and they're absolutely amazing and then dc try to do their own and you know all there was yeah. that big muddle up and everything there. But then when you look at the animated side, DC seemed to really propel on that area. And Marvel don't, but there are some really cool Marvel animated uh, movies, but they, mm-hmm. they, they're never as great as the DC ones. 
No, they do have a lot on Disney Plus now. They've got um, Marvel's Rising, I think it's called. It's the younger superheroes trying to become super, well, be superheroes. Uh, and it's cute. They're very short, though. They're very short. So I, I hope with going forward, especially now with COVID's happening, there, there are less things filmed. Yeah, Maybe yeah. animation will come back a bit and we'll get more animated content. When you say like you're a more Marvel, what character is it that you kind of like really captured you when you were like... Ooh. I think it's because of the X-Men 90s cartoon that mm. really brought me in. I always, I always, I'm, I prefer the X-Men to the Avengers. Uh, weirdly enough, flip side when it comes to the films. I think the Avenger films are amazing. The, the X-Men films are not very good. Um, in I, my can, I couldn't say it any better. Uh, it is um, annoying with the X-Men yeah. films because I, I actually, you know, I thought the casting's brilliant, everything like that, but it's just kind of, I don't know, it got to a point where it just spiralled out of control. You kind of it's just like, they, they took all the comics, ripped them up and threw them in the air and just like, oh, we'll do that <laughs> bit, then that bit, then that bit. And I was like, it's heartbreaking to watch as an X-Men fan. And I, and I always found the X-Men to be more of a, well, they are more, they are family, whereas the Avengers yeah. are more of a cool club. But if you're in, you're in. And it yeah. always bug. I, I remember as a child, it always really bugged me when, the Fantastic Four and the Avengers never stuck up for the mutants who live in the same world. And I'm like, but you, you have powers and you do stuff. Why could, why are they being harassed and picked on and bullied all the time? So going forward, I don't, I wonder if X-Men, I wonder how much, I want, I'm curious how mutants are going to come into the Marvel Cinematic Universe because yeah, I, mean, I, I don't know the, how they're going to do it. I mean, apparently the, like all the talk that's coming in is basically, it's all figured around wonder. Um, and mm. and how she kind of basically manipulates the universe and brings back, it, which is linking to Wonder Vision was coming out at the end of this year, um, which is really exciting. Um, and 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 somehow sort of the area of mutants will come into that. But then also like I, I just think at the moment like comic book uh, like everyone says about maybe there's going to be a comic book fatigue in films and stuff like this. But then I don't know for a fan, and I'm sure you're saying as well, like reading about all the the things that are coming up on Disney Plus and in the films and everything. But also like like the recent news about Spider-Man and like Jamie Foxx is coming back to play Electro, who he played in The Amazing Spider-Man 2 with Andrew oh. Garfield. And it's then linking to everything, whether are they trying to bring the Spidey Spider-Verse into it, where are they going to link in Tobey Maguire's and Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man? And that kind of answers the question why there was a number of Spider-Mans. Um, which kind of leads your... to um... oh sorry I was going to say could yeah. ask who's your favourite Spider-Man actor good one good good one I mean <laughs> it's really I, I, I think actually it's a bit of a controversial one but I really did like Andrew Garfield I so did I was... oh really yeah he's oh, my favourite I, mean... like, I, I was gutted he didn't get I mean I'm glad direct, direction Spider-Man's gone in since but I was gutted yeah. he didn't get another film yeah, same. I, I don't know. Like, I really liked his Spider-Man, and I thought it was. It, I, I, yeah, there wasn't anything about bad about Spider-Man. I think it's a character who, if you're just a casual fan or you just watch them on the whim, you kind of like. There's people like Spider-Man and Batman. You kind of like gravitate towards them, and 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 you like them. Um, mm. And with with Andrew Garfield's one, I actually really liked everything about the stories and everything. Um, and I was kind of hoping when they did the Avengers, I just thought oh, he would be so great to bring into it. But then you have to admit Tom Holland, who came in, and I thought, well, well, well what are they trying to do here? But it works so well, and the films are really funny and witty, which is so different to Tobey Maguire's. Like, mm-hmm. and nothing, nothing against Tobey Maguire. I thought Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man's were brilliant. Like, I just they were like probably one of the first kind of like 
m- m- comic book films um, where you kind of thought, oh my gosh, the, so, there's so much potential that can be done here. <laughs> um that's uh that's like it, it's actually great kind of thing um but yeah no i really like andrew garfield i thought he was really really good plus the spider-man suit was awesome yes i've not actually watched andrew Gar- uh, sorry not andrew garfield um toby Maguire's spider-man for years and i wonder if it has except i wonder if i were to watch it now has it aged well or not and i yeah I'm, i kind of want to watch it again but i'm also scared that i'll ruin what I have in my head of it being because I remember <laughs> at the time of being a kid I'm like oh my god Spider-Man's really cool da, 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 da. but I'm also worried like I'll have to watch the scene where he's dancing in the street again which I don't necessarily want oh yeah, yeah. I mean that's just a Sunday night for me so <laughs> <laughs> oh. so uh, how have you comic book wise and um, we are, we're on lockdown kind of things are changing uh, all the time uh, for everyone, how have you been keeping yourself entertained? Are you reading any titles? Are you been watching any films? Yeah, I mean, um, so recently lockdown's been a bit of a wild one for me. I've kind of, um, unfortunately, I was part of the group who unfortunately lost their jobs and stuff and had to change, take a change of career. So um, during the sort of March time when I kind of lost uh, lost my job, I was uh, taking my time to kind of think, reassess my life and go, what do I want to go? What do I want to do in my life? And something and i think um it's going on a tangent a bit but when you when stuff like that happens you kind of you kind of i've done it in the past where you do job searching and you do everything and you get so bogged down by it that mm-hmm. um it becomes your life and, and it does affect you mentally so I, I this time around i kind of just went right i need to take my time and just figure out what i wanted to do um and uh, I mean, in the past, I used to work in the toy industry and it was one of the best kind of jobs to, to, to be part of because it's such an exciting industry to be part of. Um, and being a, a, a comic book geek and, and really into movies and films, it kind of was like such a, a, an exciting thing to be a part of. But um, it, it became a point where I just wasn't, um, I wanted to do something that I was in, I wanted to help people. It was, it just didn't uh, like, match in my in my personal life and my my brain and so I took my time to kind of um just take my time and just kind of look into what um I really want to do but in that in that area just to kind of not get myself too too bogged down by uh, job searching I kind of looked at like just take some chill time and start rereading a couple of books and rereading a couple of the um the old comic books that I've got and I just like reassessing my old graphic novel routine I actually got into because I thought of course with Black Widow coming out um I got into reading a couple of the Black Widow uh, graphic novels um which were really fun just to kind of get into the idea of like what the character's about and why they did sort of like what that film is going to lead up to um and i reread a couple of um like one of my favorites is um and i don't know if you've ever read it it's batman the killing joke which is one of the most disturbingly great stories of the batman is that the one where barbara gets shot yeah 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 and um, i have read that one yeah and uh like that was a really good one to kind of reread again um and i recently got into um so we all know about Civil War, um, which is the film, but the film, it was actually based on the comic between Iron Man and Captain America. Um, but they also created all side, side sort of like stories um, of uh, all, in, all the other different individual Marvel characters and they created graphic novels for them. So I started reading through those and kind of like understanding the whole complex of that story because um, 
when you read the comic of it, it's actually like so interesting then, but you wonder how all the superheroes kind of like merge together and come together in it. But it's, I find reading comic books and just reading, you know, reading books in general, just like, even like I got back into watching some TV shows of um, superhero TV shows uh, like um, uh, The Flash, uh, Arrow, um, they're just kind of like a nice release to kind of take you away from how busy and, you know, recently everyone knows how, how, um, how tough life has been just to kind of go, this is, this is my time, but also take me away from what, what you're doing. And like, you know, case in point, you doing a podcast like this just helps kind of helps you stay sane, but also helps you help a lot of people during furlough as well to kind of just go and create those creative juices, keep going and just kind of like relax and, and, and not go too uh, mad during that, during that time. Mm-hmm. But you been, touched. Uh, oh, okay. No, I was gonna say it's been it's been an exciting exciting um, time to just like um, look at comic books again and just be like get that reasoning of why I love reading these comic books. Nice. Were you uh, team Captain America or team um, Iron Man? Team Cat, always team. Cat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I have a like uh, affiliation to Captain America. Like, I like the idea of. I like the idea of his character and he always does everything by the book and he's kind of um i don't know like how about yourself for you oh definitely captain america 100 percent. yeah yeah he's fit um so <laughs> for I mean, he's easy so, on the eyes very easy definitely eyes. i mean he's drawn very well i must um, um, well i was gonna ask <laughs> you know chris evans was a great captain america it's a very 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 hard question to answer here with the beard or without the beard? Oh my god, that's a great question. Um, oh, I'm like, you, I mean, like, I'll have him without the beard, but then he'll wake up and have a bit of stubble, and so that I don't. God, I, I think mean, I was, I was devastated when like that, I mean, I love the I love Infinity War and I love Endgame, but you, that first shot when he saves his beard off, and I'm just like, what have you done? What have you done? <laughs> No, man power. <laughs> <laughs> like for listeners who don't um, read comics, uh, so there is the movie, obviously Civil War, uh, but the comic book, as Reg mentioned, is is a different storyline to the film. But it's, it's essentially it's kind of the same. Where Iron Man wants all superheroes to be registered and yeah. to give out their real life and their real name and such. Like Peter Parker in the um, comic book, he takes off his mask and announces to the world who he is, which mm-hmm. then gets, um, uh, they get some magic happens or something and everyone forgets. Uh, I think the devil did it, I think. Um, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. Captain America is very much um, not okay with that. Uh, and it's interesting how, yeah, because I've, I've read some of the X-Men side plots and how that affects them because they're superheroes, but they're also mutants. And it's like, well, we don't want to give up our details because people will come and kill us because we're mutants. And... Ah, uh, it's really good comic though. I've really enjoyed it. Um, it's one of the it's Marvel every year tends to do a crossover, and they either suck or they're really really good. Uh, at the moment, X Men are doing something called um, Ten of Swords. I really don't like it. I don't like the direction X Men have gone down recently. Um, but that's my own issue. Um, yeah. So that's with the X Men, with the X Men ones, I remember getting into. Um... I think Joss Whedon revamped yeah. some of the X-Men ones a couple of years ago. And I remember yeah, reading Sunshine those. X-Men. And those were fantastic. They were a really enjoyable read. I mean, Joss Whedon, everyone knows how great he is as a writer and what he's done in the past. And like, like 
I really enjoyed those ones. And then there was a recent one that I read about a year and a half ago, which um, when got well, no, so Guardians of the Galaxy came out uh, two thousand and somewhere in two thousand sixteen. I'm going to say. Oh, Google while you talk. Yeah. And um, I they I thought, okay, I'm going to get, because once Marvel does all those films, I kind of think, oh, yeah, I'm going to go and get. Uh, 2014. Oh, two years out. Um, sorry. <laughs> um, I thought I'd get some of the like Guardians graphic novels. And then there's um, an, uh, Guardians one, which um, they basically cross over with the all, all new X-Men. Um, and it's it's a really cool like crossover, and I thought it was really really like like enjoyable one to read kind of thing. And um, yeah, I definitely recommend that one because it also because when you watch Guardians of the Galaxy, it, I um, I showed it to my girlfriend and she was just like, oh, I'm not sure about this. It just seems a bit weird to kind of have like like a random space like monster and like a tree. But then when you watch it, you kind of like really enjoy it. And I just really yeah. enjoyed it to the point. I was like, I really want to find out more about these characters and what the stories are. I don't know if you ever have it when you watch those kind of like um, comic book films and stuff and you just kind of like, you like it so much that you're like, oh my God, I need to find out about this. And I sometimes get too ahead of myself. I'm like, I need to buy this book and I need to read this and I need to read this and then this and the other. And then you find you have no money because you spend Yeah, it's gone. On yeah. comics and toys. And comics. <laughs> I, 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 I haven't really read Guardians of the Galaxy. I know of them. And I know of their mm. past. And I've read little bits here and there. But my, I actually really enjoyed when they paired up um, Star-Lord and Kitty Pryde, Shadowcat, as a couple. Have you, touched, have you watched any of the Amazon Prime show, The Boys? Yes, I was. Uh, I was gonna like mention it because uh, so I recently was like, I need to start like getting up to date with all these new shows. So I've got like Umbrella Academy to watch, but I Ooh, recently I just, um, but I recently just finished um, the boys, and I need to watch episode seven. But like, oh my gosh, what? Uh, is, I mean, is is it, I, I think that's the season finale, if I'm right. Yeah, we just watched it this morning. Um, it's it's a good episode. It's a really, really? Good episode. Um, I was because Colin, my my partner Colin, wanted to watch the show before I knew about it. Hmm. Uh, so we sat down and watched it, and I actually at first found it a little bit because it is such the polar. So for those who don't know, The Boys is a TV show based on a comic book um, where superheroes are part of an organization and company, um, and they they kind of pay celebrities, but they still go off and save the world and such. But it's very much more. Um, uh, it's as if if, if a comic book. Oh, sorry. Uh, superheroes were essentially celebrities, like like celebrities are now, and they can endorse stuff. And, yeah. And I like when I first watched it, I thought it was such a good twist on on it because like Homelander is essentially your Superman, and then you got your Wonder Woman, um, and you got all different kind of streams of it. But like, I'm not going to ruin it for your listeners or anything. It's just the way it's all sort of done and it's kind of like there's a PR person involved they need to make certain appearances um and I thought the whole show I thought was just absolutely brilliant like it's got a really good comedy factor with it as well Mm -hmm. um like sort of like black dark comedy but on the same side it's really um serious and they've got a really good balance and I I think like it's yeah it's such an interesting show because you you watch all these comic book tv shows and films and you, you there's always a format. You've got the hero. You've got his uh, the villain. You've got the person um, who is attached to them. There's a backstory where this one is kind of like they're all super. They're all celebrity superheroes, and it's kind of like 
but they to the to the general public you and i they look like these amazing astonishing people but behind closed doors they are just kind of like money making machines and stuff mm. and it's it's so interesting watching it it took me a little while to get used to it because i'm so used to watching the typical superhero mm. thing where superheroes are the good guys and they beat the bad guys and it's all just and normal whereas the boys is a lot grittier it's a lot bloodier it's a lot more violent um yeah. And the superheroes are assholes, essentially. Um, so it, it took my brain a little bit to get used to the, the format of the show because I was like, oh, I actually feel a little bit uncomfortable because I'm not used to superheroes being assholes. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it, it really it genuinely took me a, a bit to like, huh. But now, I, I now I've watched both series and I'm like, yes, please, series number three. I need to know where it's going now. And I also want to know what more stories they're going to tell. My biggest bugbear, though, about the... Um, one of the characters, Starlight, whose power set I love, and I love the, the ability of, of light and energy. Mm. She, ne- she never uses it. She never oh, uses yeah. the power in fights. She's rubbish. She gets beaten up. So I'm just like, you've got all this power. <laughs> Use it. <laughs> Screaming at the TV today, like, ah! It's like, come on. I They're actually, using their powers. Use yours. I, <laughs> I like, like, I, there was one episode in it, and, and um, I think it was season one. Uh, I think it's season one. Like, but they with Starlight, she um, can uh, they they change her character's costume and they make her more kind of like alluring and feminine. I really like that episode where she looks. Um, it doesn't give anything away, people, but she looks at this girl and the girl's got the old costume and she has to go away and get the old one. And, I, and it kind of like um, made me like it's. it's I, I don't know. I quite liked it because you can be whoever you want to be, but also on the same side, you can't. You shouldn't have to. Um, sell yourself just to, like in the show it's all about kind of like about how um, kind of the, they look like and, and they need to the PR people need them to look like this and that the other and I like that little bit because um, she didn't she essentially was wearing a bikini and she realized that she didn't want to you know she doesn't want to become across as that as a person like that if she's a role model to young kids and things and I thought that was really really interesting really good to kind of show in the show kind of thing. If you were to have a superpower, what would you like to have? Oh, good question. Good question. Uh, I'd like, it sounds a really weird one. Um, I remember watching an episode of Smallville years and years ago. Uh, it was like probably my first ever kind of like TV. It was, I, I always count Smallville as that kind of show when I was in college that um, I just kind of like related to Cock. Kent's character and like, I, he was like going through college and I was going through college and I was always saying I want to be but like the same person <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but there was a there was an episode where there was this guy who could who when he would touch people he could see um like um like find out their hidden truths and feelings so it's, I guess it's like telekinesis and stuff like this hmm. um and I always thought that would be quite interesting because um I'm it's a bit I'm, charmed as well yeah yeah i just kind of like the idea of it and also like um so this year i'm uh so after venturing in the world sort of um television industry and and the toy industry i decided um i'm gonna go i'm gonna have a bit of a massive change of career and i'm I'm actually joining uh the police in january um and uh, i always thought when you're when you're interrogating somebody and you're trying to get the truth out of them if you could like have that power just to kind of go Ah, uh, you did steal those one piece sweets from Will Wilkes, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, so you're gonna be essentially you're gonna, you're gonna be a, a real superhero. 
for the, yeah, um, it's, the, it's, the I, think, I think I think that's the the only way I can become a superhero is if I can uh, <laughs> join the police. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, yeah, essentially, yeah, becoming a, yeah, a superhero really. So um, that was exciting stuff. But yeah, I'd say mm. my super my superpower would be something like mind reading or te- te- telekinesis. It was originally. Um, I remember when I was young and being a adolescent horny teenager being like, oh, I'd love to be invisible. And then I watched The Boys <laughs> and I think of the first episode, uh, Translucent. And, yeah. And I remember, and I just was like, that's a creepy. And um, mm. if anybody's watched that episode and sees what I mean, yeah, it's a little bit creepy. I've always thought of myself, I've always said to my, in my, uh, yeah. my, my brain is like, I'm 100% a mutant. Like, I'm a, I am mutant and proud. Um, I like the idea. Have you ever read or seen Cloak and Dagger? Yeah, I've heard of it. And they did they? Uh... They had two series, and then they cancelled it. Um, yeah. But I, I, I love Dagger's power. She can essentially make daggers of light, um, and she can ma- manipulate light. Um, so that's kind of why I like Starlight. The the biggest downfall about Starlight is I didn't realize this until the second series, but she needs to be she needs to drain electricity or energy source from something which is a bit yeah like, if you can't just generate it yourself so if i could like generate and manipulate light i, could, I think that'd be quite cool got a comic book in mind myself got a costume <laughs> in the head i think that'd be a pretty good addition um, <laughs> um so um it's an ask like with comic books and everything like uh of course i'm guessing you've been to like uh comic cons and stuff like that mm-hmm. but, like have you ever dressed up at a Comic-Con? Because I think it's one of those experiences where I think everybody needs to try because it's so much fun. I have. I've done... I've, have I cosplay, I've cosplayed twice. One time I did a really bad male Harley Quinn. It was, oh, it was terrible. Um, and one year I did a male version of the Phoenix. So I wore... Nice. I nice. bought a morph suit from eBay, um, which was like this shiny green. Uh, and... I'm six foot three. I told the person, the, the email person I was emailing, I said, "I am. These are my measurements." It still came, and it was still like a small China Chinese um, size. I was like, "Ah!" So I had to cut off the legs just so I could get in the bloody thing. Uh, and I wore green jeans, uh, gold sash. Had my flatmate at the time uh, stitch on the the logo, and that was really fun. I couldn't breathe in it, and I couldn't sit down in it. But um, <laughs> I got all, to have a huge. Oh, that's all it's all for the look. Show. All for the look. Oh yeah, I got one really good photograph, and that's all I needed. Um, and I've got a few <laughs> pictures with a few hunky cyclopses, which is great. There's this great picture where I'm posing with uh, a male cyclops. I think it must be his girlfriend who was dressed up as Jean Grey, uh, and she's just sat on the on some steps behind us, and you just see her looking up. And I was like, "Yeah, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> Mine, my cyclops, not yours." Um, yeah, but cosplay is fun. Have you done it yourself at conventions? Yeah, I did. Uh, I did one again. I dressed up as Spider Man and um, uh, went to like on the train. Uh, dressed up as Spider Man, got to like London and stuff. And it's just, like I said, it's just so much fun. Like because everybody has their own fandoms, whether it's football or whether it's this uh, anything kind of thing. But it was just kind of nice to be in an area. And this is why I always like going to comic cons because it's always like a lot of people take a lot of time to kind of create those um, outfits and stuff like this. But mm. A lot of people spend, to them, that's their Christmas. That's their, um, that's their Hanukkah. That's their, their main event of the year. And then a lot of people spend uh, loads of time to perfect their outfits and stuff. And I always like to go there and just see like everybody's individuality and everybody, whoever you are, it doesn't matter who you are, but you're in an area when you're not, 
you know, you're not getting judged. You're not getting um, any kind of like looks or anything because you're in an area where everybody's like loves the same thing mm-hmm. that you love. Um, and it's such, it's, it is amazing. And I dressed up as Spider-Man and we, I did remember doing, um, having like loads of people coming along, just wanting pictures and stuff of like this. Uh, it was just, it was a great experience. So cool. And it's definitely one of those things I really want to do again. Yeah, I think when COVID eventually goes away or yeah. turns into something else, um, I think people, uh, geeks around the world are going to be happy to go back to a convention. And everyone's had so much time to work on the costumes, so there's exactly. no excuse not exactly. to wear one. Exactly. Um, I, I don't have those skills, unfortunately. <laughs> I wish I could um, make some of the outfits that the, some of the cosplayers do. You mentioned before that you used to work in the toy industry. What exactly did you do? So I worked as a brand manager. Um, so I was in charge of sort of like um, uh, marketing new toys that would come into the market. So it was really, I really enjoyed working in the industry, and it was a lot of uh, fun. And um, it's really enlightening as well because it's an industry where um, everyone will go, "Oh my gosh, toys! That sounds really cool!" And it is really cool. But it's like how they come up with new ideas. You try and figure out how which target market's for, um, how you create a marketing campaign. Um, then you learn a lot about like how the toys are made, so um, uh, how much it costs, how much it is to who's your suppliers, and all this and that. So I would be in charge of um, uh, owning a brand and being the custodian of it, and then like going out and previewing it to retailers like uh, Smith's Toys or the Entertainer, and then hoping that they'll buy into it, and then they would take a um a certain amount of units and then they would uh sell them and then you'd do all the marketing for it um and it was great sounds a bit like a challenge from the apprentice (laughs) it really is it really is i honestly is like i remember being in it some days you're just like trying to come up with like plans and you get given a budget and you're just like well how do you do this how do you do that and for me it was one of those things where um i had been in tv industry really enjoyed it but i just got to a point where i needed a new change and for anybody that I worked in sports broadcasting and anybody that wants to pursue it, I really do recommend it, but it's one of those that you need to graph at. And I'm sure, you know, as well, working sort of like in the production side and things like it's, it's, it's very tiring, but it's also very kind of like, you don't get, uh, it's not all about money or anything, but that element of like getting far and things, you, you don't get there straight away. It's a lot of yeah. grafting. It's mm-hmm. a lot of grafting. TV, you definitely have to start making teas for everyone and then slowly yes. making your way up. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I fell into the toy industry. I uh, got into it and then um, kind of worked away um, from the bottom to into brand manager. And I uh, worked for two toy companies and uh, both really lovely toy companies. And I've worked on brands like um, uh, sort of like collectibles of uh, Marvel and WWE, Disney. Uh, then I worked on... Um, a preschool brand worked on SpongeBob SquarePants, and then my favorite one, which is actually another hidden fan of mine, is a WWE. I worked on a, on a product for them as well, and it was nice because you get to go to these really cool events and mm-hmm. uh, and everything. Um, and uh, yes, yeah, so my area was mostly around like boys' toys and collectibles. Um, my dream when I was working in it was to go like really was to work for someone like a Funko or work for like a uh hasbro or mattel who do like the marvel toys and things mm-hmm. um i mean especially conco which is i think um one of those things and I, I'm, I'm i'm not sure if you're into the funko world but it's one of those things where you buy into it they don't do anything they're just collectibles that sit on your shelves but they look amazing and you're like 
you get so addicted to them that you want to get more. You want to buy this, you want to buy that. And uh-huh. you, be, you get this collection of like hundreds and you're like, oh my gosh, we've got so many. They've got a great documentary on, um, I think it's on Netflix. Yeah, uh, and how they started. started mm, about their history and how they started mm. with, um, Bobby bobbing heads. Yes, yeah. So what is your Funko collection collection like? Uh, so it it uh, there was a point where um, I re- I had a probably about just around thirty, and that's probably low considering how many people like people collect Funkers loads. But I, I brought it down. But at the moment, it's um, so I'm a massive Star Wars fan as well, um, and I, I I really liked um, one of the spin-off films, Solo uh, Star Wars Story. So I managed to collect all the kind of like um, the characters from that. And then um, being a Batman fan, um, I've got, I think one of the things about Batman I really like is that it was actually probably the superhero that I grew up with and I really loved uh, watching and like from Michael Keaton's Batman to Val Kilmer and of course George Clooney's, it, it was a, that era of superhero films I loved. So, and um, I decided to collect all the different renditions of Batman. So I've got um, all the different styles of um, the Funko Batmans up mm. to Ben Affleck back then. Um, oh, wow. So I've got probably about, um, I think I've got about 20. Yeah. Oh, done. So, Do you have a particular favourite? Oh, uh, so, <laughs> oh uh, I, I think my favourite one, I think I've got like multiples of them, is actually of, um, it's a Star Wars one, but it's a Lando Carizian. Um, so I've got uh, different variations of him as a young Lando, old Lando, uh, like Lando from Empire Strikes Back. And I'm like, I just like that character as a whole. So mm-hmm. I'm like, oh yeah, they're probably my favourite ones. Nice. I remember I applied for a job for that with them years ago. And I am I made, um, I think that on the website you could make your own uh, Funko cartoon. And I thought, oh, I'll do that. And I'll add it to my CV and I'll be really creative because they're looking for creative people. That'll get me an interview. Never heard from them. So, oh... <laughs> I guess it wasn't that original after all. Uh, I, it, I, was, it is I, was, hard. I watched, I picked myself up. So I watched the documentary. I did my cover letter out of the little picture of me as a Funko. I was like, yes, definitely gonna get their attention. Nothing. I had, um, <laughs> I had an interview for them while I was in the toy industry and I was like, oh my God, I really hope I get it. I really hope I get it. And then um, did the interview and I watched the Netflix thing um, beforehand. And then when, you know, every interview you do, they ask you the first question is like, why do you want to work here? And I've pretty much like <laughs> said the whole documentary and he, the, the HR guy was like, so you've watched a documentary then? I was like, yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess that was, that documentary was a, a blessing and a curse for the hiring team because they said, yeah, yeah. Really, I guess, I didn't have heard. <laughs> so, um, yeah, going back to like oh. um, toys and stuff, it's just it's it's one of those things where um, unfortunately nowadays, um, and I think a lot of people don't really sit until I sign up, explain it, or people in the toy industry explain it. Unless you've got a big brand, um, a comic book film, um, another kind of like a girls' brand who uh, where it's just massive brand. I'm thinking of like Ty Toys or Care Bears and stuff like this. They're going to sell, but when you try and think of new toys and stuff, and it was quite um, hard when you worked in it, that kids nowadays are growing up so fast. Technology has expanded to a point where you can do anything with iPads. You can do anything with smartphones. When you get to the age of about like four or five, there's a really short, sorry, probably five and six, there's a really short window now with toys because kids will gravitate towards um, get uh, like uh, iPhones or tablets or uh, gaming devices. 
and that short window of toys becomes smaller and smaller. And it's a sad thing mm. because um, like we're so, we're a similar age, but when we were young, toys was a massive thing. Like yeah. um, like I, do you remember back in the day when the Argos catalogue would come out and you'd say, Oh yeah, what well, you want for Christmas? Yeah, what well, you want for Christmas? <laughs> this year they've they don't do the, they've stopped the Argos catalogue. It was like one of those things where it's oh, like like an end of an era kind of thing. Mm. Uh, oh, I didn't people, know that. Yeah, people gravitate to online. And it's kind of like, well, there's nothing like there to that kind of excitement. It's like, I want this, I want this, I want this, I want this. So now it's just like kids can get stuff straight away mm-hmm. and it's, it's easier. I remember when I was a child, I, I am still to this day a massive Power Rangers fan. I love the brand. I love the legacy of it. I love how it's continued to now. Um, but as a kid, I used to get the action figures. And when I was being taught how to ride a bike, the, the more I progressed, I because dad, dad must have gone to the shop and bought all the, all the toys, but I, I didn't yeah. get them all at the same time. So I slowly got them one by one by one. I, 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 loved, I, I had the big green Power Ranger and he was my favorite toy. I can't imagine what my childhood would have been without, without the Power Rangers or the, oh. the toys that I had. I was like, they were my... They were my friends, essentially. Well, that sounds really sad, yeah. but like no, they, no, I, no. I, I, they were my team. They were your f- source of entertainment. They were your source mm. of um, enjoyment. Like you, we didn't have that then. Was like you know everything on demand. Everything it was everything you had. Like you know the toys that you'd get. And I was exactly the same. I loved Power Rangers. I have all the. I still got them to this day. Every single one. Um, do you remember they did the flip heads? So like yeah, I had those. Yeah. That's, that's why I had. I didn't have them anymore though. My mum and dad made me give them away to another kid when I got older. I was like, looking oh, back, yeah. I really wish we hadn't done that. <laughs> I still actually got the. Um, I still actually got the Mega Sword from. Um, that was like one of the number one top toys of the um, uh, of the year, and I've still got it in the box upstairs, and it's a Bandai and everything. And I'm just like. I've just got to keep that. And like, it's just like, it's one of those things like, you know, when you get stuff when you're young and you just cannot throw that away because mm-hmm. they have so much nostalgic value. Um, you just can't. But what was your, say you, were you always the Greed Ranger? No, so he wasn't my favourite. He was just, he was just the, he was a really good toy. Um, he was the right size. He could move quite well. Um, my my favourite was Blue Ranger. And for, for my, I can't remember which birthday it was. It was probably 20, hmm. A birthday a few years ago. Uh, my, where are you? Sorry, listeners. I know I appreciate a podcast is a audio um, format, not a visual. But at the moment, I'm now showing um, Reg a Power Ranger Morpher toy that I have. Oh, amazing! Uh, <laughs> I freaking love it. it I, so I have all the coins, but I always have the uh, blue coin Power Ranger inside coin inside. The, the of it. Triceratops. Uh, I don't. I wonder if this will work or not. Did you hear that? <laughs> That was fantastic. And, uh, my favourite bit, though, is... Oops, that's the wrong button. Clearly, I haven't played with this one in a while. <laughs> yeah, that is fantastic. Yeah, so um, it pops... So, sorry, people who can't see this. Uh, basically, the, my Morpher pops out. Uh, and it's a great <laughs> toy. I love it. I have no idea where to put it in the flat, though. Um, so it's kind of... Because I've moved in with my partner in March, uh, and I've got a little cupboard where I've got a lot of my board games so a few of my action figures that I still have are kind of stored away in there because there isn't really much I because I'm quite I'm a geek and I like geeky merch but I'm very particular about what merch yeah. I, I get because I don't want it to look I don't want too much so it looks tacky but the, the little staple items and I think this is the kind of perfect kind of staple item 
it just says it is what is Power Rangers essentially. Yeah. Did you have a favorite like... toy as a kid? Yeah. Uh, oh, there's so many. I think mean, I, I, <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I really thank my parents when I was young because they were just so kind of like amazing um, parents and role models and stuff. But they, they always got me the toys that I always wanted, and that's very privileged and uh, great to get them. But like, I had a. I had the Tracy Island when I was young, the Power Rangers, um, um, uh, Megazord, uh, every single Batman, uh, Batmobile I could get. Um, actually, the so I think the one that I I still love to this day is actually the it's it's, it's a controversial one. But it's the Batmobile from Batman Forever because I remember uh, opening that on Christmas Day, and I remember thinking like. Just like you know, when you like when you're a kid and you open toys and it's just like the best thing in the world, presents. So I opened it up and it was like I remember loving that film. And I remember getting it. And it was just like so much fun to play with. And I really loved it. And it's it's still in my um, on my shelf here and I, at home. And I just uh, yeah, it's one of those things I would never never get rid of because I guess it's those things that it's so nostalgic. It can take you back to like when you're young and. And when you speak to kids nowadays, you just explain to them like this was my toy when I was young, kind of thing. Um, yeah, that I, 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 like I said, I had like strong affiliation to Batman. I think that era is kind of like of toys was like a brilliant one, absolutely. Now, uh, unfortunately, we we have grown up, um, and as many toys as we have, you um, you mentioned um, before that you now have a girlfriend. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is actually a, an interesting one. I've had a bit of a uh, story of my life. I've um, I've always been a single guy, um, and always been kind of like the unlucky um, guy amongst uh, my friendship group. Um, unfortunately, I wasn't really like much of a dater. I wasn't really much of a kind of like um, how to put it. Like it makes me sound really sad, but I don't mean like that. But like, I didn't really like gravitate to like when everyone turned eighteen uh gravitate towards oh my god i gotta go out and drink and stick with all the girls or sleep with all the guys or do whatever and ever i just kind of was more of a late bloomer if, if so mm. to speak I, I kind of i just kind of didn't follow is that is that saying about like following a sheep and i, I wasn't part of the herd i did it in my own pace kind of thing yeah those yeah. words all make sense <laughs> yeah <laughs> read into that and uh yeah. but i kind of um yeah so i I, I dated and things of like this, and it never really went my way. Uh, I made mistakes. Other other girls or other people uh, just weren't right. Um, and then this year, uh, it's a really weird one because you know this year has been a tough one for everybody. Um, mm. But I'm I, uh, I I have been on the dating apps for years and years, and uh, uh, joined Hinge. Um, first girl I matched on there was a girl called Claire, and. Uh, we started dating from uh, February the 29th. Oh, I was talking on February 29th, we went on our date on March the 5th. And since then, uh, we have uh, been in a relationship. And this yeah. is one of those things where it's kind of uh, really lovely because um, you have stories of like, you know, it's been a horrible year for everyone. But I, although I, um, I was part of the community that unfortunately lost their jobs and stuff i've had some really positive things that happened and it's been really good and uh uh it's it's, it's a lot of fun because uh in the sense that i had never really been in a relationship so it's kind of i was learning while um a lot this year in terms of how it's like to be in a relationship i mean i'm sure you're you're the same with being with your partner as well where it's kind of like 
you you kind of assess your life and you go like you know that you're accept- you're letting somebody into your life and mm. you're kind of happy to let them in and tell them about you know all your little things that you might find like embarrassing about yourself but they might find quite enjoyable about yourself and it's it's uh yeah it's been a lot it's been amazing it's been really really cool um, so hinge wasn't really a thing when i was single how, how does it is it like tinder or is it is it a bit different yeah it's a weird one because i'm like a really old man now I, I, we didn't have to change on my day <laughs> we just had but, all the tinder and all uh, gr- uh, grinder and tinder grinder. That's all yeah yeah um hinders sorry uh, hinge is a hinge is a it's a really weird one but it's actually like the tagline is actually something along the lines of like it's the dating app that um wants you to be deleted and they want you to delete it and i remember the first time i heard about it was um so through and i'm happy like on a day uh where it's like mental health awareness week it's taken me a while but uh, i suffered from mental health a lot in the past and um uh, I remember I uh, was seeing a therapist and I said to her, um, she just gave me some advice outside my therapy session. She just said, try Hinge. It was really, she's absolutely amazing. But she said, try Hinge. I think you'll be worth it. I think we're worth it. And I remember thinking, mm, no, no. And I think everybody's done it where you download a dating app, being on it and then you delete it. And I think I did it once or twice. And then this year I just went with it. Um, and got it and basically it's much i'd say it's really it's a lot lot better in terms of um i call it the a real adult serious dating app where you create your profile you have your pictures that you like and that you know the ones that you look good in but instead of just talking about yourself and being a huge long bio there's like really funny little quotes and little um things that you want so for example something that catched um, my eye with claire was um it said something like oh what was your um what's your favorite uh present that you got when you turned 18 and she said she got a uh a torch from her dad which also had a um a uh whistle in case you were in trouble and she, her dad taught her how to use the whole torch and i just it actually reminded me of this scene from gavin and stacy the first episode when <laughs> um Bryn buys uh stacy a rape alarm and I was just like quoting that and um, little things like that, little quirky stuff that you can make the profile your own. Um, and it's not just simply a swipe left or right. It's more kind of like you actually engage because you see the photo and then you'll be like, oh, where's this girl from? What's, or where's this guy from? What's the age range? What's this? Oh, what are they doing? Uh, what's their views? And oh, this is really funny. Um, and it's one that I think actually a lot of people kind of like have said, like, I've not heard a bad thing about Hinge. I think, um, um, because I think the world of dating apps have, there was like a peaks and trough where it started and it was a bit of a taboo thing where people would be like, oh, let's not say we met a dating app and stuff like this. Where now it's become such a normalised thing mm. um, that uh, Hinge kind of makes it kind of like quite easier. And when you say to people, oh, I met on a dating app, it's actually all right rather than... Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's a normalised uh, thing where pe- like, people can meet on apps now because that's the way our world is essentially how has lockdown and uh covid affect if you're okay to talk about this um has yeah, it yeah. affected how often you see each other or how you date anymore it's like is it is it has it challenged the relationship yeah it was yeah i mean uh at the start that's a very open question do with that what you wish <laughs> <laughs> no 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 thanks no it's great 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 question to ask thanks uh it was it was, it was interesting at the start because it was actually the story of us as we went on 
three dates and then we went on lockdown and for her she had just moved from another area of the UK and moved nearer to the area that I live she didn't know anybody in the area apart from me so for her if it was quite tough because all she had was her new job and um she had met me and for about seven to eight weeks we just didn't see each other and we were doing the virtual dates um and you would uh what, try and sync up watching movies together um which was which is cool um and then like and, and it was at that point so early that it was like well, i can't really move in with you um <laughs> but on the same side like i still want to see you and it was it was really hard at the start but we both kind of made a conscious effort to ourselves we both said to ourselves look we both like each other and we want to see where this go let's um let's keep going we'll keep talking every day and uh, our sort of like connection grew there and then like as soon as uh, uh our esteemed leader boris uh lifted the rules so to speak and we could mix and uh, go out but not go out um <laughs> uh we, we met up go to work get the bus yeah go, go to work um we could uh go out and go to parks and stuff like to be honest once lockdown sort of lifted we we just kept meeting up and we kept doing lots of like walks and we kind of like kept like checking out the surrey hills and exploring i think it was great because it was also good to kind of see her in person get to know her a bit more and 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 our relationship grew from there but it was really tricky from the start and like since then we've made sure that we made a commitment and and um i've got loads i've got some amazing friends in my life but i've seen and i've seen how they are with their girlfriends or their boyfriends and their partners and it always i always would um uh be like hang out with them and always be like the third wheel and stuff and i have nothing wrong with with that but i'd always like look at my best mates or and things and I'd be like you know what I'm going to do that I'm going to make sure I put time aside for this and see her and, and have those movie nights I'll cook for her or cook for him or and do this and do that and just do those little touches because uh, it kind of helped me build that confidence to actually get into a relationship because um, um, I think it's one of those things where uh, if you don't put the commitment in it's it's hard to kind of um, like you got to you got to put 100% in if you want something to work and mm-hmm. i definitely went into this going right i'm going to make sure this works and put 100% in um and it's 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 been it's been like it was tough at the start but i mean now i mean things have sort of lifted a little bit but even we've not had the most conventional uh dating life like we still haven't been on like a actual uh go out for a meal date and do like like a bowling or something like this, you know, that conventional mm-hmm. style of dating. Like we managed to go to the cinema to go and watch uh, the only film that was out in the cinema, Tenant. To be honest, when it's the times at the moment, it's been quite hard. And I'm, I'm sure you, like, I'm, I'm get, like, you know, mo- all moviegoers out there. I mean, for me, I just want to go back to the movies and just go back and like watch films and enjoy yeah. it and stuff. And that's one thing I've found really hard to kind of like, not have and to do like social dates or or just a date with with uh partners and stuff it's just been really hard to do i mean how have you found it with uh yourself and colin because you moved uh, in together moved into yes Durham. so i moved in literally um the day well the plan was i was i was i was, I was always moving in that was always the plan but i just so happened to move in um the day we uh boris 
locked us down essentially. Um, so I took took the essentials, all my board games and my toys, uh, and I brought them to the flat. And then a few months later, uh, well, a few hmm, like a month and a bit later, we went back to my my where I was living and got the rest of my stuff. But no, it's been it's been fine actually. I I can't imagine having done this without him, which just sounds that sounds really sloppy, but he's been great for my mental health he's been really understanding of my highs and my lows um yeah i can't imagine having been doing lockdown at my old home i'm very 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 fortunate he's also a really good cook which is great because i'm not as a really good i'm a baker but well baker um but i can't uh, i can cook i'm just not very good at timings and reading and like paying attention to recipes and such but back to your lovely partner um when when i when you do you, are you quite local to each other now? Yeah, so we're just about like 20 minutes away from each other. Um, oh. She works in the veterinarian, veterinarian world. She's a veterinarian nurse. Um, so she also works as shifts as well. So um, she's on a shift pattern. She does night shifts. So uh, it's going to be interesting next year. We've had like chats about it where um, we're both going to, I'm going to be entering into the um, public sector world and mm-hmm. I'll be starting as a police officer and um that would be going into shifts as well but um essentially we will we'll both be uh ships in the night sometimes and stuff like this but i think as long as i've always said to her and i've kept a positive mind about it and it's because it's going to be a big test for me uh going into a new career but it's also i've said to her look no matter what we will make time for each other talking about the police and um, so how does that process work about like obviously you applied and mm. how how did it work like take me from the beginning yeah 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 from the beginning it's it's an interesting process um not to bring it back to me but i I, so my my idea was this is all about you yeah (laughs) this is your episode Um, it's all about you (laughs) um like i always had this innate kind of like thing in me that i always wanted to do something to help people and I, i i as much as i really enjoyed the last careers i've had i just kind of wanted to go and do something where i could help people and give something back to to a community or give back to um, people. Um, And my sister's uh, brother-in-law is part of the police. He kept saying to me, think about the police, think about the police. And I was umming and ahhing, umming and ahhing. So I did some research into it and basically, um, and this is just anybody that's maybe considering it, um, you can basically apply for the police either two ways. If you've never got a degree, you can actually apply for the police for a three-year programme where you essentially learn on the job and you do a degree in policing and after the three years you'll get a degree as a police officer um and if you have a degree doesn't matter what degree it's in um my one was in media studies um but it can be in anything um no matter what degree you have you can apply to become a police officer and you then only do a two-year progression probation period and you come out with a policing certificate um but the the process in applying was was quite like strenuous it was about uh seven to eight stages and a lot of them were um thinking on your feet so to speak kind of questions but you have to relate it back to what you do uh what you've done in the past and um scenario they give you a scenario if you're a police officer what would you do in this situation you have about a minute to think about your answer and then you've got like five minutes to give your answer and it's all about quick thinking quick uh, analyzing and and 
And um, from there, you then have like an interview with um, a sergeant and they talk to you and ask you certain questions about policing and um, give you an idea on how it's like to work in the police. Um, and that whole process, I started it from, I got made redundant in March. I started it from April and I got told at the end of July. Um, so April, May, June, July. So about a four month process. Um, I then, yeah, got told in July and I actually start in January, 2021. So essentially it's quite ideal in the sense that I'm, I managed to acquire like a part-time job um, just to help me get by. And um, then the new year kind of, basically new year new start kind of thing hmm. um and start from there um it's going to be why is it you have to wait till january to start i had the intake of people because they can only have a certain amount of intakes of people so there was a start okay. date in october um and then there was a start date in january so i just fell into the january one um got you, got you. i mean if it, i'd love to have started straight away because i'm one of those people who like to get my head in and in. just I get started straight away um but it's 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 um yeah i mean it's not going to be an easy career i, I know um and, and we've seen the news and everything about um things with the police and stuff but it's one of those things where you make it what you want and there's so many avenues that can open up when you join the police and so many new skills mm-hmm. um and it's, it's one of those things that I never thought I'd go into in my life. Like if you were to interview a young Reg and say, hey, you, you're potentially going to be a police officer. And I'm, I'm sure I would have been like, nah, never, never. <laughs> never. When do you get your uniform? Uh, yeah, that's, that is, uh, I get my uniform fitting next month. And oh. then I start my training in January. And then they said, uh, it's three or four weeks in, then I get my uniform. And then I have my, um, I think they call it the, uh, like, the sort of like the graduating uh ceremony and i'll wear it there so um yeah yes yeah, so i'll be uh in the uniform um i'm quite looking forward to that i, d- I don't know why but like uh working in other jobs and stuff you wear your own clothes and it's quite cool but to go to work and actually be part of a, an establishment where you have to wear this and you have to look mm-hmm. like this and love something just makes me feel like you know what quite excited for this no that's cool you should be excited we are unfortunately coming to the end of the podcast uh thank you so much for your time today and sharing your interesting tales of toys and police and comics and geeks and physical fitness and relationships on lockdown you might not want to do this but um would you like to plug anything or how can people find you if you want them to yeah, uh, I mean, I don't have any interesting things to plug, but if you ever wanted to follow me, because I uh, always like a nice follow and a like on uh, Instagram, like everybody does, uh, I'm at Reg Sooks, that's R-E-G-S-O-O-K-S. Um, I, the same is on Twitter as well, but I don't really use Twitter. It's mostly Instagram. So, uh, yeah, if anybody wanted to follow me, that'd be amazing. Um, and uh, maybe maybe in the future there will be a podcast coming my way um, that I'm trying to create. So if I do, I'll uh, I'll try and get you to do a cheap plug for me. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, well, thank you uh, again. No, we'll uh, call it a wrap and uh, have a lovely rest of your day. Oh, brilliant. No, cheers, Jay. That was really enjoyable. Enjoyed that, man.